Hello, everybody, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we're going to be talking about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 today. Will you go to the prom with me? Um, I, sure, why not? Sweet. I've never uh, been. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't really go to high school, but I did go to the prom. <laughs> Uh, it was fun, especially because I didn't have to uh, deal with anybody that I knew from school. I, I, ho- like, I, oh, host- hey. I hosted my own anti-prom party with a couple people, and we went to Walmart and bought an inflatable raft and <laughs> strapped it to the roof of my station wagon and then took turns riding in that raft. And um, then when we were done, I returned the raft and I bought the doors on DVD. Huh. Okay. That, That's my prom adventure. <laughs> I don't, th- those things don't seem to like come together for me, but I like it. It worked for me. I yeah. had a good night. No, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, this is our, I, is this our first Canuxploitation movie? Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm always not aware of that. <laughs> so many times it's like, oh, this is a Canadian production. I would have had no idea. I mean, this movie takes place in America. If you didn't say that, or I mean, if I didn't read that earlier, I wouldn't have even known. Even though she pulls out clearly Canadian money? Oh, uh, yeah. I am not very observant. <laughs> I like it because they're supposed to be in America. Like, yeah. they're pretending it's an American movie, and yet she still pulls out Canadian money. <laughs> um, a little yeah, oversight. A li- yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway. She um, wasn't paying with that money anyway. It's true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love this movie. Uh, I do, too. Yeah, this is one. this is one that I wound up... I used to like SLP videotape, uh, like Cinemax or HBO mm-hmm. at like 10 o'clock and just leave it running all night. Yep. And this is one that I caught by doing that, and it became one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, shockingly good movie. Shockingly yeah. well acted, well directed, well written. Like the dialogue is great. The characters the are great. What are we watching? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that this is like such a good movie. We're talking about a good movie? Yeah, I know. I know. It's a weird one. Yeah, I, I know we did Chud too, but. I know, and it's especially weird because everybody else has done this one too. Like, how did this get made? Did it? Joe Bob did it. Like, this is like this is a well-trod movie. A lot of people have gone over it, but we've just, got nothing new to say. So what's we go? have literally nothing new to say. <laughs> Not at all. I've I've seen I've listened to both of them, and I actually have more to say. A lot more to say than those <laughs> those two particular things. Uh, I so. have not. So I'm going in on on perfect knowing here. Yeah, um, I just know that I really like this movie. Yeah, it's I do too. And I also just found out that I was like, I know this lead actress. It's killing me. I can't figure out why I know her so well. She looks so goddamn familiar. Turns out she was prissy in Anne of Green Gables. And I was like, oh, my God, like childhood forced to watch Anne of Green Gables because I don't know. You're that close to the Canadian border and it just winds you up were. something. Yeah, I was I was in Presque Isle. So I was like. Inches away from the Canadian border. So you have to watch Anne of Green Gables. They force you to. Oh, I thought you were saying you were forcing me to. Well, I'm going to force you to also. Uh. It's got some kids in the hall in it. Uh, That's kind of nice. Uh. (laughs) My pen! (laughs) I think she dances with Bruce McCullough at the the school dance. Oh, okay. That was pretty fun. (laughs) I was seeing him in that. Anyway, so this is Prom Night 2, which has one person from that movie in it. Um, so we start off, we've got some big spooky high school exterior shots, got some spooky empty hallways. We're really <laughs> establishing this location very nicely. It does have a lot of mood. This it movie, does. Especially in the in the, the shots of the where we are. Like you said, yeah. se- the setting. It the setting sets is, the setting very well. And it looks like, I mean, because it looks like Degrassi Junior High, you know, like it, it looks like a Canadian high school. 
It's great. Um, and we're at the prom in 1957. <laughs> yep. Daddy-o. Well, we're at... We start off and uh, we, we get to the, the trunk bursts open. <gasps> oh, no. Trunks burst open what and we don't know what happens. What is the trunk? I do not know. This, I think this might, One of my problems with this, as much as I love it, <laughs> is just like, what is the trunk there for? They never explain if that's Mary's trunk or... I mean, it is. It's where they kept her... It, uh, they kept, kept the, her what? Her dress is burnt to a crisp. So, so what was in there was the... Um, Oh my God! The cape, the cape, and the tiara that she never got, because they were about to award the tiara and probably a scepter as well. They're the three things that they tend to give you at prom. Because she's a wizard. Because she was going to become a wizard. <laughs> she was graduating from Hogwarts that day, and she was going to get all of her wizard stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So those were the things that she hadn't gotten yet. Those were her unfinished business. Because to me, when I see in a, this world, to me, when I watch a horror movie and there's a trunk. In an attic that's forgotten about. There's going to be there's some a, puppet masters. There's a, there's a, oh, oh. Or a body. Or there's <laughs> yeah. a skeleton in there. But obviously, her skeleton's not in there. She died uh, in front of everybody. It's not like she's hidden. That's They that, even show a freaking skull in the beginning. There's a fucking skull in there. And that drives me nuts because it was such a... I mean, it's definitely a red herring. But it's also like, why would you... Why would you Kind of like obfuscate the plot so hard with something like that yeah. because it really does confuse. The Unless issue. that was like a victim of Mary Lou before she even died. No, which seems no silly because it's already skeletified. But that's another problem I have is that they make her who who is she? Why it, why who, is she so? Mean? Why is she so? Why are you so mean? I mean, she's just a bitch from the start, that's, and then once she dies, it's like. And this is your classic, I mean, this whole opening scene is the oopsie poopsie, we pulled a prank and killed somebody <laughs> yeah. uh, motif in a horror movie. I believe um, they said oopsie poopsie when she died. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so it's like when they come back, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's after the kids of the parents that burned him alive. Right. This one, she comes back and she's just after a bunch of kids that well she, she is after billy yeah or, or billy's kid she's just born bad which is funny though because that's kind of a 50s concept is like this she's a bad seed uh -huh. she's just like you know what are you rebelling against what do you got like kind of 50s <laughs> thing where it's just like she's just bad for the sake of being bad okay and she gives a little I, I, she gives a spiel later that's a really like anti-Christian, anti-religion thing where she's like, I died. There was no heaven. You yeah. know what fucking pissed me off the worst? No, no fucking, fucking wings. No fucking wings. <laughs> you know, I like it. Yeah. I just kind of wish I had a little more impetus for knowing why she was killing everybody. Agreed. Especially people that had zero relation to anything that went down to her on that night. Yeah. Well, this is where we get our first introduction to her just being bad for the sake of being bad. Which is right at the beginning. She goes into confession and she's like, I've, you know, I've disobeyed my parents. I've taken the Lord's name in vain. I've had sinful relations with many boys and many times. I loved every minute of it. And then she leaves. Just like she was playing well, she a She also writes for a good time yeah, call, Mary call Mary Lou on the Lou. inside of the confession booth of lipstick. With her, with her lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> in amazing handwriting for lipstick. Huh? It was very, very nice. She clearly was a good student, at least. I often write letters with lipstick, and <laughs> it looks nowhere near as good. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Okay, so we cut to the prom in 1957. Young Michael Ironsides, who is 
do you think this guy's got prosthetics on, or do you think that's just the way his head looks? I think it's just the way his head looks. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, most people... He looks like he's got an extra forehead on top of his regular forehead. And receding hairline in high school. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know it's Michael Ironsides. Yeah. They chose somebody who looked a lot like Michael they Ironsides. They did, and I was actually looking at trivia for this movie, and there's another movie where they did the same thing. They got that guy for a young Michael Ironsides in it just because it works. Yeah, it does. I mean, he looks, in moments, he looks more like a gleeful serial killer than Michael Ironsides mm-hmm. does, which is impossible. Yeah. You would have thought before this that it's impossible to look more like a happy-go-lucky serial killer than Michael Ironsides does, but he manages it. You're probably going to get an interview with this guy and going to have to backpedal a bunch. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't I think mean- your forehead didn't look that weird. I never said that. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say you look like a wax dummy of Jack Nicholson. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway. <laughs> I only said I never said that. <laughs> anyway, young Ironsides is dating Mary Lou. And they we get a very brief introduction. She, she tells him to go out for punch. Yep. And he goes happily out for punch. When he comes back, she's gone. Where'd she go, man? Looks like it's another victim of Bud Cooper. Bud Cooper. (laughs) Apparently, Bud Cooper has a lot of victims. So he's uh, Mary Lou is off with Bud Cooper. They're making out, and they're like the whole time just drinking and talking about how Ironside sucks, (laughs) which is (laughs) uncalled for. Why are you with such a nerd? His I'm, daddy's rich. Yeah, he's a dork, though. He's a dork, though. Glug, glug, glug. But he drives me places in his car. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. And then, uh, and then he shows up and overhears them talking smack. And she tells him to scram. Because it's a free big country. It's a free big country. <laughs> which comes back later for some reason. Um, yeah, so she's like... He, he comes up to her and he's like, but you came here with me. It's not who you came with. It's who you, you go, go home or with. who takes you home yeah. or whatever. Um, and so he does what any normal person would do. He goes and finds a, the, a kid that apparently lives in one of the toilet stalls <laughs> and builds stink bombs <laughs> and talks to uh, the principal briefly in this weird ass dialogue they they (laughs) this guy is so old yeah the guy that they chose to play ironsides as a kid that he talks to the principal like he's a peer like when (laughs) they're they're in the bathroom they're just he's like how are you enjoying the prom the music's too loud (laughs) uh you know kids these days oh boy boy howdy my kids yeah my kids too Uh, hey fellow students how you doing (laughs) um yeah, so he he buys or has somebody create a stink bomb, which is a thing. Apparently, I've never seen it's something stink like this. The stink the whole place up. And his plan is to um that's a bucket of blood uh pig blood stink bomb. He's yeah, going to he's going to drop that down at and carry's moment there. Yeah, this is the this is their carry is stink. Their yes. their pig's blood is stink. This movie is totally like if you smushed the Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Night of the Demons, and um, oh, Carrie and Carrie all together. Yep, Smish those all together. Hundred percent, and it's still good. Oh yeah, I mean like it. It steals 
so like it doesn't it doesn't fuck around when it's stealing. No, like it it's like just like big big hunks of other movies. Yeah, but still something about the way that it's done is still satisfying as a yes. movie in itself. So young Ironsides. Uh, so um, slutty Mary Lou wins the uh, the tiara there. Yes, and uh, right as she's getting her just her award there, he throws the stink bomb down. But the wick on it is so big that it hits Mary Lou's dress, and it must be made of toilet paper because that thing just went. <laughs> and uh, but it looks great, and we have a, a great uh, Mary burning alive scene. Yeah. Um, I think it's because she's so soaked with booze. Do you think that she was just like drinking like 151, oh. and it's like poured all over her dress? That would have made sense. <laughs> yeah. Just like so, she goes up like a fucking Roman candle. But it looks great when it happens, and the uh, the flame, the special effects in this movie are. Phenomenal. Great. Yep. And and this flame, this woman catching on fire is no exception. And she spins around and she wails. And I love young Ironsides up on the rafter too. He's like, somebody help her. <laughs> and it's like, do, do, everybody's watching in shock. And it's just like, do, do you think that needs to be said to somebody? <laughs> hey, it, she's on fire. Yeah. And then it is, is it Buddy Cooper who runs to the jacket? Yeah. And does a half... Half yeah. attempt, like he's like, oh, I'll put you out there. Oh, you are you are very warm. You are I don't, very very hot. You smell terrible. I do not want to be <laughs> here. Pounding the floor. <laughs> I'm totally not getting any tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we go forward in time now without without any kind of like indication. They don't put any like. Ten years, I like, like it. When they I do thought that. it was cool. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're a good enough filmmaker, you don't need to. It yep. was it was obvious from. The set design. And they avoided my pet peeve, too, of when they do that and they put present day. Especially oh, when you're watching, absolutely. like, an 80s movie. And it's just like, oh, present day, where nobody has cell phones and everybody yeah. dresses like the 80s. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this is this is where we find our protagonist, Vicky Carpenter. <clears throat> this is another one of my pet peeves. And this I'll forgive it in this movie because it's so damn good. And also, and also they're very subtle because you don't... Carpenter is the only one that you hear her name said multiple times. Yeah. Like Romero and all the other ones that are in the movie. You don't really hear the their names. The bad girls, Vicky Henenlotter. <laughs> I mean, that could have been any Henenlotter. <laughs> Come on. How many Henenlotters do you know? A ton. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so she's checking out herself in the mirror. She's in her, like, underwear set. And she is such a great fucking actor that... With this little tiny moment of like her looking in the mirror, you get the feeling that she's unhappy with the way she looks. She kind of does a little look because she's like, eh, okay, yeah, it's good enough. I'm plain but, Jane. But you can tell that she has, a, and that somehow she gets that through. No words, mm-hmm. five second scene. Amazing. Um, she goes down to her sad religious family, a la Carrie, to have a gray boring gross dinner yep like everything's like there's <laughs> white milk there's like white stuff in the like everything's just gray and gross which is great um the mom is this bitter obviously everything's Ca- a sin woman carrie's mom it's she's carrie's mom yeah she's Only basically in this movie mom. she's married see it's a different <laughs> different movie, movie entirely <laughs> see, guys um, she has a pointless dad that engages in a pointless scene near the end. The only, oh, gross. Yeah. Um, but I feel like literally his only purpose is because they were afraid it would look too much like Carrie. Yeah. If she was just the oh, mom, I'm sure of it. 
that he is just there. He's as like, just tacked look, on. Look, it's it's not Carrie. There's there's a dad in the picture. <laughs> there's a dude. It's like that dude would not stick around. No. <laughs> like there's there's no way he would endure that. There's no human being on earth that would endure that woman for that long. <laughs> she is a monster. Uh and not the least of which is that she won't let Vicky get a green dress for prom. No, it's got to be blue. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um and it so <laughs> It doesn't matter because all the people seem to pick their prop dresses from a prop room in this movie anyway. <laughs> That's also very cool. Apparently, all of the prop room dresses are in Vicky's size, which was yeah. very convenient later super, on. Super convenient. <laughs> um, so, boyfriend picks her up. Uh, oh, did he get a sidecar for his motorcycle to pick you up for the prom? <laughs> yes, he did, Mom. <laughs> He's going as Snidely Whiplash, <laughs> and I'm going as the dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go to the everybody's favorite Canadian diner, whatever it is, Jackie's. Is that it? Is that it? I don't know. They were at some Canadian diner, and they sit down, and they drop an important plot point here, which is that she hates sugar. She's yeah. like, she's like, that stuff will kill you. Which later on comes an to hour and a half later. An hour and a half later, <laughs> if you've been paying attention, you'll yeah. remember that she does not like sugar. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I thought it was good. It, it works. Was, it was subtle, and they didn't they didn't draw too much attention to nope. it. It was just a, it was dropped very quickly. She was actually talking the next time when she's possessed and she's pouring the sugar. She's still like she's just like not bringing attention to it at all. She's just using a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Again, very subtle for a movie of this type. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> oh God, this is when we cut to the uh, the Val Kilmer uh, in Real Genius. Oh, the performance. Real Genius kid. Yeah. Wow. The, so, we were talking about oh, earlier. right. He's in the Sorry, Carrie. Real Genius. Uh, <laughs> but real, this it's a very mild Real Genius. But yeah, uh, this this <laughs> we were saying earlier. This kid's like in a different movie. This kid is having his own pretty in pink while the rest of this horror movie is going on. They just cut in and he's like randomly in a John Hughes film. I'm making a radio. A radio out of it. I made a radio out of avocado, but it only got Mexican stations. So I needed to use nature's perfect vegetable, the potato. Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Is it a battery? <laughs> Why am I talking about this? Why is this scene even there? I, I guess that's how we that's- introduce... Computer kid. Yeah, we're, we're getting our comic relief. He's he's lightening our mood. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in moments very fun. Yep. He's he's an enjoyable character. He's dated in 80s, so the humor doesn't quite carry over. But, I mean, I think his performance was probably pretty awesome in the yep. 80s. I think that if you watched it in the 80s, he would have been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like we've said many times, 30 years later, comedy kind of yep. doesn't hold up um so he does this thing it fizzles there was no point to the scene uh but we find out that uh that her boyfriend's dad was mary lou's boyfriend so this is the boyfriend goes into right oopsie poopsie i set you on fire (laughs) yeah so this is a very complex little moment that is dealt with very very briskly and actually really cleverly Mm -hmm. like just really quick we get, okay, here's our connection. The dad killed Mary Lou. 
The son is now dating Vicky. Yep. He's the principal of the school. He's the only teacher in the entire school because we never see another teacher. We, think, do, we did chemistry teacher. Oh, that's right. He the sets his balls on fire. Only, we only see one, and he's the molesty one. We only see the molesty teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Vicky, this is where we see Vicky's friend for the first time. Our Cure Smiths. Yes. Susie Sue, like every girl I dated in high school. Uh, person. Born to be a victim. <laughs> yes. So she's going to an appointment with her doctor. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's just a stupid checkup. My mom mm. makes me go over here. Another throwaway fucking scene. Like, it is. We didn't need any of this. I agree. I agree to a certain extent. I like, I mean, she adds to the victim list, which I think is important. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like spacing out the kills. Yep. Introducing a character who is that. And she's not so one dimensional that she's just killed like there and gone you establish enough of a backstory for her and you're not like oh she's instantly going to be the victim Mm -hmm. you're like you think this is going to carry on for a while because you've you've given her you've given her three-dimensionality to the point where when she's killed off quickly you're kind of like oh uh what was that That other okay what was this weird thing about and also it gives vicky a chance to show that when she's not possessed, she's a decent person. And it slows it down does. the move. It does. It does grind it to a fucking halt. But uh, but still, I I kind of stand by it. Um, oh, my God. Oh, this was interesting. So uh, this was the, the part where they find the trunk. Yes. So she, she jimmies open the trunk. With a prop sword that's literally made out of, like, <laughs> pig iron. Um, and something flies out, smashes Bill's school photo. So Yep. And it's like Cracks a, it right on Mary Lou's right, face. Right, right on Mary Lou's face. Because that's what you'd have on your wall. If a you, picture of the girl that you accidentally <laughs> killed. <laughs> that, yeah. I, Second and question. That and the did, priest? Why, man? Did he just never get caught for this accident? I, I mean... I think this is a, he's got a rich dad, privileged white kid in the 50s, kills a woman, you know, by accident. I think he just... I just wish they touched on that, because, I mean, he was up there on the rafters screaming when he set her on fire. And it's like, what would you be doing up there? Obviously, that's the dude that had something to do with this. Either he didn't get caught, or it's just a matter of being a rich kid who yep. was able to just get away with it. Um, so, this is interesting. Bill does a drive-by of the church, and then the priest goes, Bill, which is the worst line read of the entire movie. Why doesn't he say, Bill? Yeah. Like, dude, director, second take on that. Have him put a fucking question mark on that. another one of those scenes where it was just kind of like, what is this scene doing here? (laughs) Just go visit him later. We don't need this (laughs) drive-by, staring priest doing nothing, dude taking off. It gives, I mean, if there was a question mark, if it was like, oh, why Bill? is... Why if, is Bill coming to see Exactly. Bill. If it's question mark Bill, <laughs> then you go, huh, I wonder, oh, so this guy's like, hasn't seen him in a long time and whatever. If he says, Bill, that doesn't establish a fucking thing. <laughs> what, like, what if this was like... That's Bill. What if this was like, take 50, and he'd done it like a hundred <laughs> good times before, and the director's like, one more time, and he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Bill. Oh, Perfect! That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> that is it. Just flat and lifeless. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then we get to the part that drives me crazy because 
you know, as somebody who grew up in the American educational system, Mm -hmm. it's upsetting to see this high school. So we pan through two classrooms and it's like, well, here's the ballet ballet class that's going on at our Canadian high school. Here's our giant art class. Neither, neither class has a teacher. Uh, (laughs) But again, wow. Why? Because they have that much arts funding at this fucking public high school in Canada. Gotcha. It's just to rub it in that Canadian high schools are that much better than ours. (laughs) I could have been taking ballet classes. God damn it. All right, so Susie Sue is uh, sculpting a hand and stabbing it because she's mad. Because she's mad because she had that doctor's appointment. She that gets was nothing real that anybody that's seen a movie knows what that appointment right. was for. Any any John Hughes movie, this is this is what's going on. Even she's having a baby. No, no, not that not one. That. <laughs> Except for that one. Uh, um, so everyone else is talking prom, and again, the mean girl is so not mean in this movie, like. Compared to an American movie, like the ver- their version of a mean girl is just kind of like, kind of snippy. Yeah. But like not anywhere. Like if this was an American film, she would have been like beating her up and like slicing her tires and like dipping her face in acid or something. Like she has a mean streak. She has a mean streak. Kind of. But it's not. <laughs> it's a very Canadian mean streak. Yeah. Um. So she just kind of acts snippy. But then. As soon as they start talking prom, Susie Sue is like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares about prom? I got more important things to worry about. And so she bugs off into the bathroom. And she Where's is... my fast forward button? Yeah. <laughs> she tells Vicky she's pregnant. We all knew it was coming. And um, Vicky comforts her. Yep. A- end scene. Uh, so then we have Vicky in the prop room. Yep. Who's just chilling there at... I don't know, six, seven o'clock at night. <laughs> it looks dark out. Yes. Yeah. And uh, wait, Vicky or the or the pregnant girl? I forgot here. Okay, so so this is uh, so it's the pregnant girl. That's right. She's she's, she's hanging, hanging out. out. She's alone in the in alone the art room. in the art room with the trunk. Uh, and she she does things that would piss off our ghost. So she puts on the cape, which was rightfully belongs to her. Mm-hmm. So she's pissing off the spirit already. And uh, then she does the ruby removal? She tries Why? to take one of the glass beads out of the tiara. I don't know, just because she's feeling destructive, maybe? Maybe it's just a like sad teenage move. But once she does, uh, shit hits the fan. Bags of paper blow up. Her cape uh, wraps around her neck and starts dragging her to the floor where a paper cutter has fallen down. Yeah, Final Destination style. And starts dragging her into the paper cutter. And this part's great. And right when about the uh, paper cutter is going to slice her neck, and we're all just like waiting for this decapitation scene, it's like, nope, this cape's gonna... shooting up to the sky, and it's going to hang her on the light. And then, then no, it doesn't hang her from the light. It shoots her out the fucking window. <laughs> I like to think of a scene as Mary Lou uh, capturing her with the, uh, the cape and being like, oh, a paper cutter. I'm going to cut her head off. And then her going... Oh, actually, I should make this look like a suicide. Oh. And then doing the suicide and then being like, eh, fuck that. <laughs> Shoot her right out I the felt, window. I felt exactly the same way. I literally was, that's that's what my process yep. was while I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's totally thinking this through. And like, oh, fuck, no, I don't want to do that. Um, how about this? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And that thing's not going to hold her. Um, <laughs> out the window. Out the window. <laughs> fuck it. And then the cape, and, uh, the cape flies back into the, the, the box. And, and the, the uh, little ruby, ruby pops back pops in. Back into the tiara. And everything's fine. 
Except so, for Girls Dead. Except for the... <laughs> well, you know, except for that. Uh, back at the church, we have our, our priest praying to a picture of Mary Lou for God knows this what reason. This scene goes on for way too long, too. No point. None. Like, it just falls, smashes the picture, whatever. Done. Yep. Cut to the funeral for, for Susie Sue. Where there's a nice little quip in the funeral there. Where he's like, and uh, oh t- man, t- take reflection of the violence that you see on, on TV yeah. and books and movies and then movies. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it was good. I liked uh, this was this was our first time when our mean girl actually says something that was repulsive. That was when she was like, she actually made the quip about like maybe you should all take a hint from Vicky and drop dead or something. I don't know. You shut your fucking, fucking mouth, mouth, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and somebody somebody actually does the, uh, what's the matter? It's like, we've had like 30 seconds yeah. since this funeral, and it's like, my, what, my, my friend my just friend fucking just died. died? I just, just had a funeral for my friend. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, but other than that. Other than that. <laughs> other than that. Um, so our, uh, our real genius comic relief nerd has no date, and he's doing his pretty in pink side story that nobody cares about. Unneeded scene. Just honestly, it doesn't go anywhere. Does not go anywhere. He doesn't even. He talks to this girl about going to the prom, and then when he's actually at the prom, he never even hits her up once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he tries. Didn't he bring her a? Or did he bring the the corsage for the other girl? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know what that corsage was for. I think it was for the girl. I think that he thought that he was going with her. And oh, okay. he brought it, and she just never even made eye contact with him. Gotcha. That was his sad moment. Oh, at least he got a kiss. <laughs> yes, he got a lot of things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Vicky walks around, finds Mary Lou's grave. No reason. Yep. Uh, Vicky in the hallway. Meh, no reason. She goes, this is where we we first get our view of the sunken place upside down it's very much like uh, oh yeah silent hill silent hill whatever yep. yeah I, man i didn't realize how many times that trope's been used yeah so <laughs> basically she's in the cafeteria and somebody taps her on the shoulder yep she turns around and instantly she's like transported into Brown the upside world. down yeah everything's cockroaches everything's, <laughs> everything's got bugs and the food is gross and it's got faces in it yeah <laughs> and so, and the lunch lady is creepy looking. <laughs> the lunch lady was kind of creepy looking to begin with, but uh, so she she's like ah, and then she comes snaps out of it. It's yep. like oh, okay, everything's fine. This movie is really good at like red herring stuff because you get these things where you're like oh this is gonna go on mm-hmm. and then it stops. And then it's like, okay, wow, we're respite, and she's going to go. She takes a drink of water. Water turns into blood. She's ah! back in the sunken place. <laughs> you know, like, there it is again. And then, you know, she's, like, she's back there. The fawns assault her for some reason. Like, some dude in a leather jacket shows up. I love and, you, Mary Lou. <laughs> do we even know who that guy was? Nope. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but um, it just makes sense that it was one of her. Right. Just some, chips back some rando. Yeah. Uh, so Vicky goes back home somehow. We don't see it. And she starts snapping her mom about college. Yep. And mom sucks. She's saying grace and it drives Vicky off. Why would that do it? Oh, (laughs) something, something. Uh, so, and Vicky puts on some makeup and she sees in her reflection, Mary Lou, or she she sees sees herself doing something different. Yes. And then she's like, oh, shit, I got to wipe this lipstick off. <laughs> Must have been the lipstick that weird, made this weird, happen. Weird me in the mirror does stuff with lipstick. <laughs> yeah. 
yep. So Vicky gets hit by a volleyball, goes back to the upside down. <laughs> I love that Vicky, um, not Vicky, um, Kelly, the villain. Yes. Is a, they're playing volleyball at high school. And it's like, it's Vicky's serve, and Kelly's got the ball, and she just goes over to her backpack and pulls out a Diet Pepsi. Because <laughs> she's drinking, she's drinking Diet Pepsi through, like, in almost every scene. She's like, I'm going to throw this ball right at Vicky's head. First, I need a sip of my Diet Pepsi. <laughs> ah, gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was wonderful. Um, and the ball, too, like, it's the weeniest throw. Yeah. <laughs> and it knocks her over as if it was a bowling ball. And uh, she goes to the upside down again, or not so much, uh, or the dream world. Yeah, uh, she does because because like all of her classmates are village of the damning at her. All the fifties high school volleyball suits on, and they start coming up to her, Mary Lou, Mary Lou, and they and they back her into the volleyball net, which turns into a spider web, which wraps her up, and it looks really awesome. Mm -hmm. Like everything else in this movie, it looks great. Bill finds the trunk open. He goes down to the basement. Michael Ironsides is down in the basement, finds the trunk open, and he looks nervous. There's a lot of, like, characters a, seeing things and then kind of looking nervous. Yeah. Like, they know something's up, but they don't want to admit it. I story with this trunk. Or why is, he, why is her <clears throat> stuff even in there? Or if that trunk's so scary, why is it? Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like don't they, know. They have some sort of significance for this trunk that the audience doesn't I feel know like something about. was written for the trunk and then just deleted and they just didn't care. Yeah, it could be. Could easily be. Um, so Vicky goes to confession and she tells the priest that she feels like she's possessed or that something's going on uh, with Mary Lou. And he's like, whoa, now I'm nervous, too. So you've got the two major players are now clued in to this story, and they're both yes. kind of freaked out about what's going on. Um, they both did it. Well, why is a priest so worried? What did he do? Not save her with the jacket, maybe? I'd, like, why would he? The priest is. The, who is he? He's the girl. He's the guy she was making out with out back. Okay, in the, that's what I thought. So yeah. he has nothing to worry about. He has nothing to, to do about. with her death. Death. Yeah, he doesn't. But he seems all spooked about her, just like... Well, I mean, and he is her first victim, and there's no real explanation for why he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. Again, what's her motivation? Uh, for <laughs> him, I don't understand. I mean, I understand being pissed at that guy. I if, I kept getting confused back and forth. It would have made more sense if he was the guy that made the fucking smoke bomb or stink bomb or yeah. whatever. That's the guy you want to kill because he's partially responsible for your death but and that would have made so much more dude, sense too dude like, that just I, wanted I be, to make out with you like i became a priest because i did something bad with a i made a bomb and did something bad like yeah. that would have made so much more sense i don't <laughs> yeah he feels i mean i assume he feels responsible because he was cheating that made the other that, dude do that the, made him crazy but that's a real like it's really not his yeah. fault that's <laughs> <laughs> i mean granted he was like they were like legitimately making fun of him while they were making out. <laughs> it's pre- it's pretty bad, but obviously not their fault. Yeah. Um. So Bill's burning his photos. His son comes in, whatever, and Vicky's hanging out with her evil rocking horse. <laughs> this is how you do a white horse, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. This is so cool. I mean, this it, whole scene's so cool. It's so out of left field that this. From the beginning, when you saw that she had a crazy rocking horse in her room, you were like, that is 
ridiculous and out yeah. of place. I wonder what that's about. And then we find out what it's about. So she's drawing a, a self-portrait of herself, <clears throat> gets it out of the closet to continue working on it, drops her pencil, bends down to pick up her pencil, and when she raises up, it's a portrait of Mary Lou that she's been working on, which is neat. And then she looks over and this giant white rocking horse in her room just starts moving. And by moving, I mean its face comes alive and looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. It starts getting like, it's really like veiny and gross and it has the, it has weird eyes and mm-hmm. it's, it's very malevolent and also, also starts looking rubbery, yeah. but looks cool rubbery. <laughs> and sticks its tongue out. <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of moves, but it's got the tongue move it's and it can kind of like, it can kind of move. Uh, <laughs> I really wonder if anybody has that white horse now. Like, oh my God, I want that a, so yeah, bad. Yeah, because uh, I've got so many places to put it. I would absolutely <laughs> make room in this giant square that we live in <laughs> to put <laughs> a demonic rocking horse. I don't think Michelle would want me to have a demonic rocking horse. You have enough room to build a loft. You know, maybe we build a loft just, <laughs> just for that for the horse. horse. <laughs> Let's find this horse. All right. I want to come over great. and visit it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to charge five bucks a minute to ride it. <laughs> so she yells at the horse. Which is essentially yelling at Mary Lou, saying, yeah. this is my room, This is get my out. Room. Get out. And then the sheets grab her, Yep. and they violate her in some way. And they gropey sheets. Yeah, they, they, there's some gropey hands under the sheets. She gets out because and... Chucks her radio chucks at the horse. Chucks her radio at the horse. <laughs> which makes her parents come in. And she's like, sorry, I just dropped the radio. <laughs> at the wall way. at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> um, so... The priest is doing... Now we cut to the priest. Is this the whole scene with the priest and Bill talking? Well, no. This is the scene where she goes out She goes out to the graveyard at night. Oh, yeah. To see Mary Lou's grave again. And the priest bumps into her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, don't be crazy. It's, it's all it's, in your mind. You're a nutter. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, you, you run along. I'm going to go perform an exorcism at the church. Yeah. <laughs> and so he lays out a bunch of candles and a weird pagan... Catholic ceremony. He just cast himself in a one-man remake of The Exorcist. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pointless. If you, I don't know if exorcisms work that way, yeah. where you can kind of do not them even remotely. There. <laughs> like, I'm 25 miles away, but I think I this is going to be. <laughs> I think the Wi-Fi is active for this exorcism. It's going to be fine. Can we uh, do the exorcism by Skype? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly what he was doing. Um, so his Skype exorcism goes on. <laughs> And nothing really happens. And then he's like, well, now I'm going to go out to the grave and I'm going to do another exorcism out there. Holds up his book and it catches fire. Probably not a great sign. No, Uh, that is that is usually usually a very bad sign in the middle of an exorcism. So the priest is like, this is fucked up, goes to Bill's house the next day. And he's like, buddy, we're in trouble. And this is where the movie bogs down in my mind. This whole exorcism, this whole dialogue talk, it just slows to a crawl. Yeah, I mean... The movie, as much as I like it, definitely is more slow-paced than I usually like. It's crazy, because this movie has so much shit in it. It does have so much shit in it. This movie has, like... But it takes smoke breaks for way too long. Probably twice (laughs) as many uh, supernatural scenes as, like, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. Like, setups for things that are just... Like little one-off moments that are giant setups, and they're beautiful, and just like the effects are gorgeous mm-hmm. and and everything. But I do see what you mean. There are definitely some Degrassi Junior High moments yeah. where it's just like, 
I don't really need to know about the lives of these people. I just need to know when they're going to die. And it's like, Mary Lou's back. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we got to stop her. Yeah, we know. Yep, yep, we got it. So, And that's that's the speech, is the, the Mary Lou's back, and we're in trouble, and he's like, I'm a priest. Yeah. She's not going to hurt me, because I'm a <laughs> priest, and you can't hurt a priest. Yep. Uh, but you, true. but you would better take communion so you won't get killed by this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ironsides has totally had it with his crap and he almost throws the cross at him as he's running <laughs> out the door. Um, uh, now we cut back to Jerry's diner mm-hmm. and they're having, she, so Vicky's all freaked out and she's just pouring sugar into her coffee like mad after she had said in the beginning that that stuff will kill you. So now we know that there's something going on. Yep. Um, she is different than she was before. Uh, she gives she gives him the possessed speech where she's like, I'm, I think there's something wrong. I don't want to hurt anybody. I think I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And that's, <laughs> we got yep. that. So cut to the nerd's computer room and the mean girl wants him to fix the prom. So. Yes. Because for some reason, they need to pick the prom winner with a computer at this yeah, they have tiny a, prom. They have an elaborate system. They don't have a prom committee to count votes. They've, they've got to... <laughs> He's Well, I mean, they, they must have a prom committee to, commit to count the votes... But then they have this land set up where he's at a computer <laughs> yeah. and he's like land like wired into this TV and he's going to push a button and transmit the votes in some sort of like to this 19, AV cart and set up on the because, <laughs> you know, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. And Kelly Hennenlauter. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, that's right. No uh, relation. Tries to convince him to. uh buy her victory even though she's going to win she's going to pay money just to make sure and uh he types something on the computer which i he's not accepting the money yes he types something on the computer which is i assume blow yeah, me blow me basically and, and she's just like you asshole you asshole throws a dart at albert einstein and leaves yep uh vicky finds a yearbook finds a picture of mary lou and <laughs> i found the yearbook <laughs> under my dad's underwear drawer under playboy yeah. like what <laughs> That's a weird scene, but I like the fact that she just basically hallucinates uh, Mary Lou over the face of oh, the mean girl yeah. and then punches her in the face, which gets her detention. It gets her detention. Um, this is a cool scene. It is. Another part of her, of choosing this actress that's so awesome, mm-hmm. is because she's so blonde, she is blonde to that point where like she doesn't have defining eyebrows. She doesn't have defining hairline or any of this stuff. And so when you shoot her with like minimal makeup, she looks like a completely different person when you put makeup on her. Yep. Like she's, it washes her out so far that when she's the bad girl, all it takes is a smoky eye and lipstick and it's a totally different person. Tiny amount of makeup. And she is like almost unrecognizable, like Mm -hmm. nearly does not look like the same person. It's super cool. Um, but anyway, this is the this is the blackboard part where she's sitting in and where she finally gets fully yeah. taken over. And this is a this is a great way to do the possession. She and sees, I also like how the possession was I feel like the others were attempts. The, the first mm-hmm. with the lipstick, then with the volleyball, but she got snapped out of it beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Mary Lou she keeps trying and keeps trying. trying. And this is a time where like finally She finally figured out how to do it. So most movies with possession, mm-hmm. they just get possessed you know what i mean i like how this has been working up to it in this style and also another thing about this movie another reason that it's just a a next level above any other movie that's like this 
is so what happens is that help me is written backwards being slowly written backwards on the chalkboard mm-hmm. she comes over and touches it and the blackboard becomes water and she arms. <laughs> and so oh, arms grab her then it becomes basically a, a whirlpool of yep. water but instead of just a whirlpool of water the letters are with her yes which is so fucking awesome and so clever the the letters are spinning around in the water like soup <laughs> like soup and when she finally goes through and it solidifies again the letters are at random intervals on the blackboard yep. and it's it's clever it's like it's just little touches that make it better than <laughs> than any other movie like this yeah and yeah. so now she's now she's naked and gooey on the other side of the blackboard mm-hmm. she has fully possessed Mary uh, Mary Lou is finally fully possessed Vicky and she goes to, uh, is this the... I thought we just cut to school the next day, right? Or she's weird? Oh, yeah. The, this is, yeah, cuts directly to school and she's wearing like the poodle skirt. The 50s and, yeah. clothes. Yeah. I don't know where she got them, but she's all, she's all 50s clothes. Don't down. ask that. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, Her friends are like, what are you, dressed as a bag lady? Yep. Oh, no, this, before that... She actually goes to she goes to the confessional first. She kills the priest before this. Oh, that's right. This I'm is where she ahead. goes in. So she goes in, does her whole spiel where she does her confession, and then asks the priest to fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> and then tears apart the confessional <laughs> booth <laughs> like a pro like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really, really funny. Uh, tears it apart, and she's like, uh, she does her whole spiel about there being no god where. He's like, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, there's no God. There's no blah, blah, blah. There's no heaven. And the worst part, you know what pissed me off the worst? No fucking wings. <laughs> and so, uh, so then we go to school. She's talking in 50s slang. She's got her poodle skirt on. She's got her, like, honestly, she doesn't look weird. No. I mean, maybe in the 80s this looked weird. But when I look at it in comparison to 80s fashions, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. anybody here could have been wearing this and it would not have wigged me out. If there was an actual poodle on the skirt, I might have been like, oh, that's weird. And for some reason, she's all anti her best friend now. <sighs> yeah. Which is, I found kind of odd. Which one was her best friend? Mon- <laughs> yeah, Monica, I think, maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I really like about this is that, like, so a lot of movies like this, she would go evil and she would just be a hundred percent evil mm-hmm. with no subplot and no three dimensionality. She's fully possessed by this demonic otherworldly thing, and she's working on the prom committee. Yeah, like she she goes in and she's bossing but people she's around. She's a slave driver on it. Yeah. yeah, but she she is obsessed with the prom. This is her unfinished business in yep. this world is the prom. And so she, when it comes to like putting it's up decorations, such a lame goal to come back from the last drive to complete. <laughs> I agree, but still, it's amazing that they have scenes with her. Like, okay, now you go. You got, put move up, that over there. Yeah, move that over there. Like, oh, she's not just all about killing. She's no. also about delegating responsibility and interior design. And interior design. <laughs> this is great. Um, uh, this is the chemistry class. <laughs> this, what was the point of the scene? I that she was just I, to establish that she has supernatural powers. Other than her friend in the shower room calling her out on it after. Okay, like, I was watching you in class. I saw what you did. Cause yeah, the chemistry teacher comes over to her and and gropes her, and then when he gets up to the front of the room, she blows, <laughs> and it turns on a, a burner, which 
hits him in the nuts. Yep. Doesn't kill him. And it looks like it was too fast of a flame to really do anything. Yeah. But, yeah. I kind of wish his whole balls caught on fire. He I, fell on the ground, like, <laughs> banging his I was, balls. I was definitely hoping that she had burned his penis off. That's more part three territory. Yeah, that is definitely part three territory. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So she says that she she knows what she did. Does mm-hmm. she? Does she know that she's psychic and can make fire? I think that's what she was saying. Like, she knows you I'm, did some... I'm just saying, that that's like the, coming out to a serial killer, walking into their apartment, locking the door behind you and being like, I know that you're killing and eating people. Oh, like when they're all alone in the yeah, locker room. Like, yeah. It's because like, that's the only way I can justify... That's justi- not smart. That's the only way I can justify her fear of running so much from her in that locker room after the fact. Because, like, she got all spooked, but, like, she was just being weird and kissing her. It's yeah, not like it was, I don't know. That was fucking weird. So this scene after the science room... <laughs> Imagine if that was you, and you were, like, in a, in a locker room, and somebody, some dude that you had just met, like, or, you know, you'd known a while, had been acting weird, and then, like, you thought that he was psychic and had amazing powers, mm-hmm. and then he started trying to make out with you in the locker, and then you booked. Would you continue booking? I think you would. Yeah. Okay, so it kind of made sense. Because cause, uh, now it makes sense to me, now that I think about how she called it out. Because during this scene, and in this scene, which is probably my favorite of the movie, because it's, it's just so, so surreal. Nude. Oh. <laughs> and nude. That doesn't hurt either. But um, I got a fun fact, too, about that. Oh. Um, so, yeah, they go in the locker room, and there's just uh, her friend says, I saw what you did in the chemistry class. Yeah. And you're being weird. And she just kind of flakes her off. Yep. Has a fight with the radio and yep. won't ignore. So then her friend goes into the shower. She just strips naked and goes into the shower too and starts apologizing to her friend and then starts kissing her to which her friend freaks out yep. and runs. And then we just have our main character completely nude, just yeah. walking slowly, stalking this woman through a locker room. Also for this movie, it's to me, I thought it was. It took me aback because you never see the main character in a horror movie nude like that. No, let alone not until this far into the movie too. It's like, so insane because it is. I mean, it's awkward nudity. It's so powerful though mm-hmm. because she is so, she is so okay with it that it feels like she is in someone else's body. You know what? Like, yep. like she's not, she's not weird about being naked because it's not even her. Yep. Like people who get like a boob job and they're just like showing their boobs everywhere because they're like, eh, it's not really boobs. <laughs> like, check it out. Whatever. Yep. It's like she's checking it. She's walking around in this other person's body doing whatever she feels like. And it doesn't occur to her that it's weird. And it's it's it looks so surreal, too, because. Yeah. Norm, normally, imagine Jason just stalking somebody all <laughs> all, all silently. But just completely naked. Like, and, it, like, it, he is just, like, ripped and, like, hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's awkward. It just looks so weird. And uh, so, yeah, my, my little fun fact of this is the scriptwriter uh, of the movie uh, wrote the movie with the towel. Uh, yes. She was supposed to be wearing a towel and everything. So he, he didn't. So when he went to see this movie and all this nudity started happening, he was just like, whoa, what the, the fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. So was that the director? I assume it was I the assume. director. I don't think, uh, I forgot her name. The she actress was like, was like you know, I want to be. It'd be more convenient na- if I was completely naked right now. No. You I, never know, but I, I mean, it. it's possible. There's, there's a one in 
maybe a thousand chance that that, yeah. that was the case. So it's the most gratuitous nudity scene ever, but at the same point, it's not gratuitous because it works. It and does. it's super effective. And so her friend is running from her, and she hides herself in a locker. And we get my favorite kill of the movie. Oh, my favorite kill of almost any movie. Yeah. So Mary Lou's just singing Tutti Frutti <laughs> quietly while walking naked through the locker room, finds a locker that she's hidden in, goes a wop bubble loop up, a wop bam, <laughs> and all the lockers just crush in. And the lock, each locker on the right and left crush in and crush that locker she's hiding in, and pouring blood out. All of the, and the best part is that all the other lockers are completely untouched. Mm-hmm. So they're all in perfect condition. That locker is the only one that crushed. And then I love the blood that comes out. It's kind because, of pink. <laughs> right, because it's like pink and foamy. Because if you had red blood come out, you wouldn't see it on the green lockers. So <laughs> it would be hard to see. So it's like it had to Should be Should we foamy. repaint these lockers? No, pink blood. Nope. <laughs> Just add milk to the blood. It's fine. Make it pink. <laughs> yeah, so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, holy crap. What a great movie. Uh, okay, so... Ironsides uh, is seeing a vision, right? This is where, oh no, this is where Vig- uh, where uh, Vicky goes to town on her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So boyfriend is like, I don't know. I think I'm ready for the real world. Yeah. She's like, well, let's go have some fantasy. Yep. And then they they have she sex. She goes assaulting his junk she- when she's like making out. It looks like she's almost punching him. She's just like grabbing yeah, for that. Pretty Takes much, so crazy. like just punching him in the junk. And then she's like, "What's the matter? You, you don't, don't know how to use this thing or something." I feel like maybe she doesn't know how to use that <laughs> thing because it like it's still in its pants, and you're just punching it. Yeah, <laughs> not helping. And eventually, she just starts cackling like a demon. She's like, "Don't you want to fuck me?" Yeah. <laughs> oh like, my ah, god! Whoa, whoa. Hold on. All right. She okay. punches him too, right? Doesn't I think she so. give him a black eye? Yeah, no, she knocks him unconscious. Yeah. This is the... <laughs> this guy, this kid sustains so many head injuries in he's the next... He's got eight concussions. In the next two hours, oh, this yeah. kid, by the end of the movie, he's forgotten tennis lessons. <laughs> he's forgotten how to play the piano. He doesn't remember the eighth grade. <laughs> like, he's just got big blackout spots. Um, so, next we get Ironsides asleep, having a vision of... of Very Lou... Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was Mary Lou yes, taking his Mary son Lou away in a car, away. Yep. driving through the hallways of the school. <laughs> this, yeah. Okay, movie. It looked cool. It did look cool. Um, that classic <laughs> shot where like it's the ghostly <laughs> vision of somebody screaming in a car window. Yep. <gasps> and uh, presumably dragging him to hell. Yep. We would assume. And the best part, or most confusing part of that, is that while he's seeing it, he's so freaked out by it that the top of his head starts goating blood. <laughs> so Ironsides is in his own vision watching this. It happens, to me, when I get, just, it happens to me when I get worried, too. <laughs> Jesus. Just, like, pouring out of the top of his head. And then he snaps out of it, and then Vicky slash Mary Lou is in his office. Yep. And walks up to the desk and... Starts sexing him up. Starts sexing him up, too. Yep. And steals his ring. And implies that she killed his son. Yes. Like, she's she pretty much... She's like, what did he want to be when he grew up? Or something like that. Yep. <laughs> she was like, I could have been so many things. Yep. If you didn't stink bomb me. <laughs> I wish that was literally what she said. I wish she would mention <laughs> the stink bomb more yeah. often. Um, so, she, she steals the ring. And then goes home and plays with her devil horse. 
Yeah. Like she heads straight home. She leaves him pretty much alone. Doesn't kill him. Doesn't do anything. He is the most guilty yep. of all the people. Uh, and Why did she leave him alive? Did she steal a ring? I missed that part. She did. She stole his She stole his class ring or whatever it was. But it, it had, I thought that was her ring. It said ML on it. Oh, maybe that was, maybe he had her he had ring. It oh, from the- he had her ring. She took it back, back then. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. Either way, the ring that plays, the ring, oh, it only plays sense in the end. Yeah, there's, there's, on one, there's that, one little that, moment. That's why at the end of the movie when he turns yeah, around, yeah. he's got the ring. Yeah. Yep. That's how they know it's her. Yep. Okay. It all makes sense now. So then we have this stupid scene where her dad comes in, because this is right before the prom, and is like, you look beautiful. And she, I forgot what she says, but this she is, is This is another instance of a movie that wants to get psychological that doesn't need to. No. Like, then, Nightmare on Elm Street set up this whole thing where it's like, hey guys, a guy who studied psychiatry for a really long time made a horror movie that ruled. Maybe we should like go real deep in Freudian stuff, and <laughs> and so they put this gross fucking kissing scene in. And she just makes out with her dad a lot. And the dad is not stopping her. Nope, he is. And then the mother into com- it. And then the mother comes in and sees this happening, and she's like, "Ah, harlot, <laughs> Jezebel." Oh, also, dad. D- yeah, what? doesn't doesn't scold Whoa. them at all. Dude, <laughs> this is fucking gross. Um. So she chases, uh, so she just leaves. She's like, fuck this, I'm going to the prom. The yep. mom comes downstairs. <laughs> Blocks the door. Yep. And then she just does her mind power crazy <laughs> shit and shoots the mom right through the glass door. Yep. Smashes everything. Mom, presumably dead. We can hope. She would be She would be a casualty that we could probably live yeah, with. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, totally. Um, so, turns out the boyfriend isn't dead. Uh, he has survived this, this head injury. So he like wakes up and he bedroom? wakes up in his bedroom. Dad's there. And the kid's like, I, I'm going to go. I gotta, I gotta get to Vicky. And then dad's like, fuck you. Second head injury. <laughs> knocks his son out. <laughs> like you just hold on. You just woke up from a concussion. I know what's going to help. Mm-hmm. Donk. Donk. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, give him some fucking NyQuil or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So Ironsides grabs his gun. And goes off to the prom to stop Mary uh, Lou. First, no, he goes to dig up Mary Lou's grave. Oh, oh that's right. How would I? How could I possibly forget the world record fastest grave digger? <laughs> yes. So he digs he up. He digs up a whole entire freaking grave before the prom's even started. Yeah. On prom night day. It, on prom night day. Prom. Prom. On the day, day of the prom night. <laughs> yep. And he finds the priest dead in Mary Lou's grave. With the crucifix jammed in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out because he's a grosso. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's just weird. Why would you do that? Um, uh, so, Son finally wakes up from his second concussion of the day and calls Vicky. She's, <laughs> she's taken the time to leave a novelty voicemail on her <laughs> answering machine. <laughs> hey, you've reached Vicky's house. I killed my parents, so I'm not here. <laughs> Find me at the prom, bitch. I've got places to go, people to kill. Yep. See ya, yeah. Beep. <laughs> and yep, so she she took time to do that, which is fun. Reminds me of like like just the idea of her actually taking the time to record that, like multiple takes yeah. or whatever. Reminds me of like in the last Batman movie where they were like, <laughs> like he lights that giant bat on fire on on the bridge. Oh yeah, and it's like 
Dude, did you... When did you do that? Did you seriously just take time out while, like, everyone was dying to paint a giant fucking bat on a bridge, you asshole? Uh, yeah. That's why I love Batman and Robin. It's just, it's just so much more realistic. It is. Just way better. Uh, so, so Ironsides brings a gun and a tiara to school, neither of which are signs of good mental health. Um, <laughs> um, the nerd gets drunk alone in his little room. He has that awesome, awesome refrigerator <laughs> that looks like an old Apple computer, and the whole thing opens up, and it's a that f- facing of a fridge. Might be the most awesome thing. Yes, I would kind of like one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he gets drunk alone, and the mean girl comes in, and she's finally like, "Okay, I want to win. I'm gonna blow you for this." That's gonna be the most awful way to win something. Jesus, I bet you would have second thoughts after that. Going through life being like, I was the prom queen, but yeah, I had to blow the computer. Yeah, you imagine. Also, it's like, come on, you know, just in general, if you have somebody who doesn't want to be there and you're having sex with them, that is kind of not great. Yeah. That's not, not. These I mean, scenes don't date well. They don't date well. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, not well at all. Anyway, we'll forget about that because don't worry, Mary Lou electrifies his computer when he tries to change he the results. He changes it to, Kelly, Kel, to Kelly's name just because you're wrong. You're wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> and, and zaps him. He did. Also, speaking of behind the scenes of horror movies, I would love to know what her process is of getting into this system and changing that stuff. Well, that's why I wonder if it's just that kind of weird supernatural stuff where she didn't have to, or she didn't actually leave that message. It yeah, was just like shit that happened to the people that were involved in her ghostly. Yep. That's where I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think so. I think that's always it. I, I love dream logic. I love oh, yeah. all of that stuff. Horror movies are better with dream logic. Yep. I, I read this thing on, uh, actually I was reading it on the Canuxploitation website, which is <laughs> also very awesome and well worth checking out. Their reviews are amazing. Um, but they were talking about this and movies like this around this era. I had forgotten that basically horror movies after Halloween and all of those, those movies and, you know, Chainsaw mm-hmm. had gone really realistic. And like, there was like this whole bent of everything has to be like super down to earth and gritty. And you were like, you're there. And it's like, this could really happen to you. Yeah. And then Nightmare on Elm Street happened. And then that opened the door to every fucking movie I like. It's like, let's be weird. Let's be fucking weird. Yep. And the weird movies are the ones that I care about like this. And yep. so I didn't I didn't realize how much influence Nightmare had. I didn't even think about it for some reason. But yeah, that's the whole reason we have all these awesome oh, movies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, severely concussed boyfriend. He's running back to the prom. Uh, and Ironsides is repeating his mistakes from the past and is up on the catwalk again. And as Vicky gets This time crowned, with a loaded gun. This is dumb. <laughs> this, he knows the girl's possessed by Mary Lou, but he shoots her anyway. Well, like, listen. Do you think that's going to stop her? It's, it's a killing baby Hitler situation. Yeah. But I mean, do you oh. think, do you think that's going to stop the Mary Lou? Like, I don't know. You do can't you, kill a ghost with bullets. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can kill the thing that it's in. Will it go somewhere else? Probably. Of course it will. True. I don't know. I mean, if you shot Reagan in the head, Regan in the head, if Reagan White in the head, what would have happened? I mean, it was just possessing her. Yeah. I think probably the okay. demon wouldn't have had a place to go. Yep. <laughs> Which is my ending for The Exorcist. 
Priest walks in, shoots her in the head, goes Solved. Home. See you later. <laughs> uh, check will be, uh, Bill will be in the mail. <laughs> it's Charles Bronson playing The Exorcist. <laughs> That's a movie. Charles but Bronson yes. is The Exorcist. <laughs> so Billy the principal repeats his mistakes of the past and shoots Vicky. And then we get an awesome thing. Nuts. Like, unexpected. <laughs> uh, a demon just crawls out of her out of her chest and through the bullet holes grabs her boyfriend by the neck chucks him and hurts his head again (laughs) he gets he gets his third concussion of the day (laughs) that's the one that made him start mispronouncing canada and and so all of a sudden deformed mary lou rips out of the chest of dead vicky on the ground and starts being carrie yeah, like <laughs> starts flipping the, tables, dropping uh, stage lights on people. But also, what I like about her is she's a hands-on carry. She's not just using her psychic powers. She's yeah. also angrily flipping tables with her hands. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck you! Fuck you. <laughs> You're Fuck starting this. to piss Fuck me this. off." <laughs> and like uh, it. it's cool because every time we cut away, she look she looks all there was yeah gross when, and gooey in the beginning kind of like Hellraiser when Frank and, is forming and she was also a different actress like for the first part when she's like painted black and she's like yep. in full makeup it's literally a, a, a second actress. yeah yep. it's it's a second actress playing her and then she keeps forming mm-hmm. and forming until she actually forms Mary Lou her first version oh it's so cool I wanted so much more of that yep. I if she had been that for the rest of the movie I'd been fine I would have been stoked she is like 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 tar man levels of super yep. cool, gross, weird, burny, drippy monster. Mm-hmm. Ah, loved that <laughs> that version of her. But we can't have everything. Yep. <laughs> and she kind of goes back to being regular attractive lady. And nobody gives a shit about the principal who just shot somebody. <laughs> nobody cares. This is <laughs> This is the eighties. People hadn't gotten their their gun thing. Yep. It was fine to fire off guns in schools back then. Like, I guess the principal just shot Vicky. Oh, who cares? Demon. Anyway. <laughs> so all of a sudden the movie becomes more based on Billy, young Billy. Yes. And he's running from... Yeah. Uh, yeah Vicky slash... Yeah. But, but it's it, full on Mary Lou now. It doesn't yes. even look like... Oh, that's right. It's, it is a different... Right, it is. She has torn out of her... And he she chases him down to the basement. Yep. And corners him, and for some reason she can't get through the door. The door is locked, and even with all her magic powers, she's kind of stuck. And she like she's like ah, does a scare <laughs> through the through the chicken wire. That shot looked great. Yeah, and then then disappears. And then because he's a fucking moron, he hears Vicky at the door, and he's like, Vicky, oh. I'm gonna let you in. Yeah. <laughs> and Vicky comes in, but then goes sucker. And it's Mary Lou. Yeah, she puts she puts her arm around his back, and we see that she's wearing the glove and the ring. And we now know that it's actually Mary Lou. She says, sucker, and then opens the trunk. It creates a crazy vortex. Almost like the end of uh, Evil Dead 2, like sucking uh, dude in. Yep. Uh, or uh, Monster Squad. Amityville 2. Yeah. The one with the vortex in the basement. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that but, freaked me out when I was a kid. That's a freaky movie. I still still have weird, weird feelings about that movie. Um, yeah. So, oh, he also finds uh, the nerd dead in the sarcophagus and still talking. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So 
she opens the trunk, sucks him in, and then the dad he shows almost up. Gets sucked in. Almost, yeah, he's like halfway sucked into the trunk. Then when, the dad shows up, <laughs> and says Mary Lou, and crowns her prom queen. And then they make out. Yep. And, and that was all it, she wanted. And then a bright light flashes, and that's the end. Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> okay, so what happens is <laughs> they kiss. And then her soul, evil deads out of her body into the, like, (laughs) and then, like, heads straight back to the the cemetery, goes to her grave, and blows blows up up. her grave. Uh, You know what? Why? Why not? Yep. (laughs) It's their Carrie White burn in hell grave, getting sucked into the grave version, you know? So then... That never made sense to me either. No. So then after the trunk closed and everything it has vicky's necklace yep wobbling on it and so billy opens a trunk and vicky comes out all covered in ectoplasm. More, more ectoplasm and uh, she's actually vicky now and this is where that sugar line comes yes in. yep uh and so then we then we leave we go into the car with with the dad and we get our nightmare on elm street ending but here's my point here like nobody like there was a shooting at the prom of Vicky. Yeah, whatever. All these kids saw it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, not no a big deal. No cop is stopping that. And it's the principal, who everybody knows who it is, and nobody's stopping the principal from just getting into the car with the... Are you going to say something to Michael Ironsides? No, no way. No fucking, no fucking <laughs> way. The cops are like, that's fucking Michael Ironsides. I'm not going to I'm not gonna try to arrest him. Hey, rookie, go ask that guy a question. <laughs> Even I know that. <laughs> Even I know. Don't talk to Michael Ironsides. Yeah, so then Michael Ironsides takes the kids away in his car, and we get the, the doors on. doors locked, 50s music playing. He is Mary Lou now. Yep. Uh, and he looks creepy as fuck because Michael Ironsides is a goddamn best. And he's like, hey, kids, let's cruise. Yep. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Which... It's fine. I mean, as far as the logic goes, I get that these movies have that kind of tag and you want the Nightmare on Elm Street oh, yeah. extra tag ending, but it doesn't make much sense with the logic of the movie. If literally her whole point was to, if if it was that important for her to get the tiara and the, then why, why is she still here? What do you think she's going to do now? <clears throat> we'll have to look at part three to find out. Part three is a different principle. No, so right. she knows she, she knows she doesn't. Uh, we know she doesn't continue uh, being a principal. Oh, that's true. Because I just put in part three after f- watching this last night. Okay, it starts so, with a different principle. So he quits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy Fourth of July, everybody! <laughs> oh God, everyone's dying outside. All right. Well, you know what? That's and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Signaled by the fireworks. Yep. Happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs> that's Prom Night 2. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, and uh, and that's about it. I don't, don't want to go too far because uh, fireworks are happening. But, yep. uh, you know, um, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And uh, CoastCityComics.com. Purchase things. We have magazines and we have all sorts of other things that we make. And Rad Wraith is going to be out next month. So uh, look out for that. Uh, and those are the things. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you later. Awesome faces. <laughs> <laughs>